Yes, welcome followers and friends, highlighters and hedonistic assholes. This is the Pushing Rubber Podcast, episode number one, hang on, 118. This is your host with the most, Adam Piggott, coming to you live from Holland, the Netherlands, Western Europe, the Northern Hemisphere. And it's a, a Sunday afternoon and I'm recording this. I'll probably put this up tomorrow. But I'm recording it now because I'm back to work tomorrow after three day, three weeks off. Three days off. Three weeks off. <laughs> Feels like three days. Um, yeah, I've had three weeks off work. And uh, in that time, I, I uh, as I said in last week's podcast, I drove over to Italy and I've had a week back here at home where I've kind of done basically nothing, to be honest with you. I have absolutely vegged out. Um, a, a few days, I, I didn't leave the house at all. Like, I didn't even go outside onto my deck. I just didn't even go outside. I just played records and read books, surfed the internet, watched movies. Um... And it's been really shit. Yeah. Uh, it's been a really shit week. <laughs> and you're probably a bit confused right now. You're probably thinking that that doesn't make sense. But um, the truth is that uh, it's really the first time that I've been able to get into my own head with no distractions at all, with all the crap's gone down. The last year or so. And uh, yeah, there's a reason that you work hard so you'll get home really tired and you'll eat some food and have a shower and fall into bed exhausted. So you turn your brain off, you know what I'm saying? Um, so it's been it's been a really... Actually, like the last few days were really crap. Really crap. Uh, I'm just putting it out there. And I think it's good for me to put it out there. I mean... Uh, it's come to my understanding that people look up to me, God knows why, but I think it's good if you look up to people to know that they have bad days too, where uh, all the shit comes out, all the shit comes out. You just get up in the morning and you're like, oh, I just wish I could go back to bed. Uh, it's good to know that a lot of people go, go through that stuff. Um, and... I think the thing to do when you're having that sort of time is to just let it out. Just, yep, acknowledge that you're having a really shit time. Um, and that's kind of why I just stayed at home. I, I made a few excursions out to get supplies. Pick up a few things here and there that I need. Uh, but apart from that, did not stick my nose outside the door. Did not talk to anyone that I know here. Um, if people sent me emails or phoned up, I was very like, yeah, fine, busy, can't talk, talk to you next week. Sort of stuff. Just go into hermit mode and acknowledge that, you know, you're, you're having a shit time. 
The worst thing is to try and pretend that everything's happy, that everything's groovy, because it's not, and that's just crap. And if you, and the problem with that is if you succeed at doing that sort of thing, then you just kick the can down the road. That's all you do. You kick the can down the road to be to be have the same fucking black dog at another time. So you may as well just wallow in it, luxuriate in it, and know that hey, you know. These things happen. I don't think happiness is our um, is our default state anyway. And, and people who pursue happiness are retarded. And I've I've written about this before. You know, the cult of happiness, the cult of always being happy, absolute happiness all the time. Yeah, that's that's called drug addicts, as far as I'm concerned. That's called drug addicts. What do you do? What do I do? I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm not going to tell you what to do. What do I do when I'm having a bad time? Cook food. That's what I do. I cook good food. And I make the point of eating properly. Like I'll lay a tablecloth and I'll set out proper linen and silverware and nice glasses and a good bottle of wine. I don't light a fucking candle. There ain't no flowers on the table, you fags. But I'll just make a point of getting the details right. Maybe it's like the Japanese when they're pouring tea. They don't just slosh it into a cup. There's a whole ceremony that goes with it. But the whole point of that is being in the moment and I suppose being thankful for what you have. Yeah, dog days, but not starving to death. So, you know. Got my health, apparently. I don't know about that one. I've had this funny rash. I was on holiday in Italy. It came out on my hands like hives on the side of my thumb. Same side, like on the inside. And then my other fingers. It spread to my other fingers. I eventually went and got some uh, cortisone cream and... Put that on for a few days and it went away. Now my hands are all peeling. It's fucking weird. I don't know, maybe I'm dying. Maybe I'm dying. Yeah. Well, we're all dying. That's what we're doing. As soon as, you, as soon as you're born, you're dying. From that point on, you're one step closer to the grave every day. I don't know. But uh, I had a few, I did have a few too many wines on, I think it was Wednesday. It was Wednesday, and I didn't sleep well because I don't sleep well when I drink too much. And I didn't, I didn't get on it as such. I just, you know, I was cooking food, and I had some wines in the afternoon while I was cooking food, and I had some wines with dinner, and I think I had some beers at some point, and then I had a scotch after dinner, and by the time I went to bed, it was just too much. I wasn't drunk, but it was just too much. So I didn't sleep well, and I woke up on Thursday. And I feel like, you know what, I'm just going to lay off the booze for a few days. I'm just going to lay off it. And I did, I did, I laid off it. Yesterday I had, I had a glass of wine with dinner. And I've just cracked a beer so I can have something to drink while I'm doing this podcast. And I feel better. I think I've been overindulging a bit. I'm not getting drunk. I haven't been drunk in... I don't know. I can't remember the last time I was drunk. Um, but just over a dog. 
watching. So I'm going to cut back on that. Um, I've spent today... Well, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. I went to church this morning. I was in Dutch, though, which was a bit of a bummer. Because I've been so goddamn lazy with my Dutch. But I went to church on a Sunday, 10 o'clock. Finished at about 10 past 11. Didn't look at my watch the whole time. It was nice. Because I was brought up Catholic. We went to church every week. Went to a Christian Brothers school. Only one who didn't get fiddled by the Christian Brothers. Got left out again. Unbelievable. But um, I mean, notice Roosh and what he's doing. And, and I went to church on Easter. Um, and But this has been my first regular Mass that's not like a special Mass, like Easter or Christmas. This is my first regular Mass in 35 years. And... Um, why? I suppose is the question. Because, um, in all honesty, in all honesty, I've got nothing else. Which is which is a interesting realization to make, isn't it? Isn't that an interesting realization to make? As I said, it's been a bad few days. But, so I went to church. Did I feel better after church? Not really. No. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit I did. But I think it was more the whole be there in the church with other people in the church. I was quite full. I was surprised. It's a nice little church. It's a nice little church. Like I said, I went there for the Easter service. I did that in English. And someone's in Dutch. Gee, I've been lazy with my Dutch. It's appalling. Absolutely appalling. Especially when you consider how much effort I put into Italian and how well I speak Italian. Absolutely appalling is my Dutch. I think the bit I like the most about the Catholic service is when you have to turn around and shake hands with people around you. So I did. I was kind of playing catch-up the whole time, you know. People are standing up. I was like, oh, shit, time to stand up. People are sitting down. Time to sit down. Oh, no crap, they're kneeling. Oh, I forgot to put down the soft patty thing. Oh, well, I better just stoic it out. You know. Oh, they're standing up again. Better stand. No. Oh, fuck. And then people would, people would fake you. I got faked. I got faked a couple of times. It was a bit embarrassing. And I forgot the bit that when you walk up to your pew, before you go into the pew, you've got to, you know, kind of, you know, kneel down a bit, you know. Glory to God, all that sort of stuff. I could feel the daggers in my back from the eyes behind. I forgot. I forgot. All right? It's been 35 fucking years. Give me a break already. Jesus Christ. <sighs> but uh, service was nice. Because a lot of it was in Latin. Latin I can do. Latin I can do. Uh, it was a big mistake, the church leaving Latin. And look where we are now. But, uh, yeah, I went to church. It was, it was good. It was good. It was good. Am I going to go back next week? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how this week goes at work, back at work. You would have thought in these three weeks uh, off with all of the spare time, I would have done some 
quite a bit of work on my uh, latest and greatest book that's been due to come out for about two years, and I did fuck all. I did less than fuck all. I did zero. I did less than zero. I deleted some of the stuff that I'd actually written. Unbelievable. You all depressed yet? I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know why people listen to this fucking podcast. I don't know why you listen. I don't know why I do it. Maybe I should just stop right now. No, you'd all cry. You'd all cry. What would you do with yourselves? I know Clary would lose his shit if I stopped podcasting. But there it is. There it is. I do have a full SoundCloud subscription, though. I actually pay for that. Which is interesting because I've, I've been looking back through my, my episodes and they're all like at just under an hour. <laughs> I don't. 54 minutes, 46 minutes, 58 minutes. Oh, one hour and five minutes. There we go. One hour and nine seconds. One over on that one. 56 minutes. Because if you if you don't have a SoundCloud uh, account, you can't you can't record for more than an hour on an individual thing. Um, but uh, but I do, and that that renewed recently as well. Um, I had an interesting comment this week yesterday on the little article I did called "You're Not a Sex Worker, You're a Whore." Um, from a guy, and I wrote about this today. Um, I'm going to read it. I took Adam's advice a while ago about using escorts. I myself really was pretty clueless about having sex, and I think it was in one of his podcasts that he recommended to guys in their 20s to use escorts to learn how to fuck. And that is what I did! Exclamation mark. I just just had my head in my hands when I read that today. It's just, just, oh my God. Oh my God. People actually take my advice. Oh my God. I can't believe it. I'm really careful about what I say. I'm really careful about what I say. What if I told you all to go start jumping off buildings? Would you go and do that? Would you go and do that? Would you go and start jumping off buildings if I told you to? Holy crap. I think I need a trip report from this guy. (laughs) Let's read the rest of his comments. I only quoted a bit of it. Hang on. Um... Uh, women in their early 20s and even younger are indeed paying for their education through prostitution but not only are they paying for their useless university degrees it's also a lifestyle these women live in very nice apartments in the heart of sydney have money to buy all of the clothes they could possibly want go on overseas holidays and most probably escort whilst they are abroad some of them once graduating from university and i assume can't get jobs with their degrees end up becoming yoga instructors slash hookers i've known a few yoga instructors in my time uh, these are the most attractive top tier tens of the next generation. If you think that millennial women are fucked up, just wait for the next generation. I'm sure some of these women are having second thoughts, but when you consider the average escort charge is $600 an hour, you don't have to work 10 hours a week and you're making $300,000 a year in cash. $600 an hour in Australia escorts are making. I think it was on Cappy's, one of Cappy's videos where some young guy from Austria was uh, coming to ask for advice, but he was mentioning that he was just having sex with hookers in Austria instead of having sex with with regular chicks. 
and it was costing about 150 euros a pop and they'd come to your house. Um, so $600 an hour, that's about 400 euros an hour. That's a lot more expensive. I'll tell you what, anyone thinking that they're gonna go to Australia for a holiday, that right there is a good example. That right there is a good example of how overpriced and overrated Australia is. Ah, fully overrated. Um, it really is overpriced, it's insane. $600 an hour. And look, this, uh, this chick that got murdered in Sydney last week that I wrote about, you look at the photos, I don't know, six? Maybe a six and a half? She's not a seven. I'll tell you that right now, she's not a seven. Um, and apparently she was like a, a high-end escort. A high-end. I thought high-end escorts were hot. That, that, that's kind of the... Excuse me if I'm wrong, but I, I was assuming that high-end escorts had to be fucking good-looking. That's what I assumed. And knew how to bonk. Um, anyway, that was Will uh, who wrote that. Um, so he was pretty clueless about having sex. And I recommended that guys in their 20s use escorts to learn how to bonk. And that's what he did. Will, did it work out for you? Do you, do you know how to have sex? You have to. I think you have to have sex with a regular non-hooker type chick, though, to be able to determine. Because I get the feeling that hookers are just going to be saying, yeah, baby, you're the best I ever had. Oh, I can't believe it's that big. It won't fit in. Assuming that's, that's the sort of thing that hookers say. I think the most depressing... I've, I've never been with a, a hooker myself but i think the movie scene that that killed any potential of me ever paying for sex in, at any point in time in my life killed it for me dead was that scene in fargo where the two murdering guys steve bashimi and the other really scary guy have hired two escorts in their hotel room and they're both bonking them in the same room which is which is weird. And the escorts were definitely not good looking. And they, they were saying something like... They, they, the escorts were talking like they were their mothers. And that these were, the guys were little kids. And it just, just... The whole point is, yeah, you just need to come. And I watched that scene in horror. That, for me, was the most horrific scene in Fargo. I watched that scene in open mouth horror. I was aghast. I was just... It was like, that's not, that's not, that's not. I think that the rafting days spoiled me. Not in the sense that I slept with lots of chicks. But in the sense that they really wanted to sleep with me. It was a big deal for them. This was their moment. Because I was the rafting god. I was the hot rafting god. They had to have a story to go back home after their holiday. I was their story. I've had chicks track me down. When Facebook came out 
I think it was 2007. Um, yeah, I had some uh, past dalliances. Some of them one night tracked me down. and the, I think the most astounding was this uh, 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 hostess, airline hostess. She worked for a major airline. Uh, and I slept with her with a few times while I was in Uganda. Uh, English girl, very hot. Uh, your tall English rose brunette type, you know what I mean? Really pale skin, dark hair, um, big brown eyes, gorgeous, gorgeous. Um, and uh, we, we, we had some fun together on multiple trips. She came back to Uganda multiple times. And anyway, she tracks me down. And uh, I was living in Italy at the time. She's in England. And she'd built me up into this obsession of her life. I, 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 I was the alpha and the alpha widow kind of whole pack thing going on there, from what she told me. And needless to say, she wanted to get, you know, the whole thing rolling again, but on a more serious nature. And needless to say, <laughs> I wasn't having a bar of that. Um, but, so yeah, I've been, I've been spoiled. I've been spoiled um, in my 20s and 30s of girls wanting to have sex with me because of, of what I represented. Um... And I didn't have to use game to get them because I didn't have any game. I didn't. Well, this is this is before game and inverted commas existed. None of us knew what we were doing. Uh, all we could do, there were a few guys who were naturals and just absolutely knew how to bang it with chicks. And all you could do was study them. That's all you could do. All you could do was study those guys. And work out a few moves, a few lines. The... The things that I didn't act naturally was to agree and amplify um, yeah, that that was that was just my that was my big one it was just a natural thing that I did um, you're an asshole that's Mr. Asshole to you sweetheart What doesn't work? You're an asshole. Oh no, I'm not. Am I? Am I really? No, you don't think I'm an asshole, do you? No, that... <sighs> boring. I suppose we filed it all under. Don't be. It's. It's a kind of. Here's. Here's what it is. Here's. Here's what it was. Because <laughs> I don't know what it is like now. Here's what it was. It was a combination of don't be boring, but at the same time, don't be a performing clown. Like if you if you back in the day if you gave an average guy the advice of don't be boring, he would take that and run with it and exaggerate and turn to a performing seal. Which means you're boring. I mean boring just means that the girl basically never is really sure which way is up. That's what sorry, that's what the opposite of that's what not boring is. Okay, that's what not boring is. Girl doesn't really know where she stands, doesn't really know which way is up. If it's all comfortable and you're worshipping the ground she works on, 
then she knows exactly where everything stands. That's boring. So don't be boring is not mean you have to entertain her. It's the opposite of that. Because if you're entertaining her, then she knows exactly where she stands. So make a laugh and then and then go to the bathroom. You get up and go to the bathroom and don't say a word. You don't say, I'm going to the bathroom. You just get up mid-sentences, walk off. We were sitting there going, did that guy just, did he just leave? Did he just leave me? What? Did, 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 take your time in the bathroom. Come back. Maybe come back talking to another chick. That's a good one. Then, yeah, I'll see you. Sit down. Just carry on as if nothing happened. She'll be looking at you going like, where'd you go? It's just like, and just say something like, I had to tinkle. Tinkle. D- tinkle. Yeah. She's f- just use weird words. I had to whoopsie. <laughs> I had to whoopsie. <laughs> you see, it looks on their face. My other favourite one was to get them to buy me a drink. I always love doing that. Aren't you going to buy me a drink? Nah. You want to buy me a drink? I'll have that. I'll have a... Uh, what's your most expensive? Scotch, mate? Yeah. Yeah, I'll have one of those. She's paying. Boom. What? I like doing that. But um, I don't know, guys. Today, I've been, I've been, I've been hearing that game is is which which I've never used, but I've been hearing that game is all gamed out because girls know too much about it. Uh, I have no experience of this. But what I'll say in general, based on my general experience, is that uh, uh, I'd have a hard time believing that's true. I'd have a really hard time believing that's true. And I think, in all honesty, that most guys going around saying game doesn't work anymore are probably just not that good at picking up girls. Because girls want to be picked up. They do. They want to be picked up. They want to meet the exciting guys who give them the tingles. And if it's not working, it doesn't mean that game's not working in general. It just means that you're not the exciting guy giving them the tingle. And I think what's probably happening is that Guys are spending all their efforts into learning game and no effort at all into actually making a man of themselves, actually making themselves someone interesting to women, to other men as well. Not in a homosexual way, they're fucking deviant. It's like when we were kayaking. You get these guys and they start kayaking and the first thing they do is they learn how to roll. Eskimo roll. The first thing they'd learn how to do Eskimo roll. Couldn't even paddle a boat in a straight line, but they'd learn how to Eskimo roll. They can Eskimo roll, cool, and they'd go start running some class three rapids and they get trashed. Because they didn't have support strokes, J strokes, 
all sorts of different things that you want to have. They just had a roll and they thought that was it. Uh, you can roll as much as you want. If you go into a big hole and you can't get out of it, you're just going to sit there rolling over and over and over again. And you get pretty exhausting, let me tell you. I think it's the same thing. Guys have just gone, oh, I need game. And that's it. Boom. 19-year-old guy. Game. And you've got a... There's very few 19-year-olds who are straight out of the bat men, especially in this day and age. I'll tell you who was, and that was Eddie Murphy. I caught on YouTube this week, you tell how bored I was. I caught on YouTube this week Eddie Murphy's first stand-up routine on um, uh, a live late, late night. I can't remember if it was, uh, if it, which, who it was. It was Johnny Carson. It might have been Johnny Carson. Um, but Eddie, Eddie Murphy came out in a suit looking sharp and smashed it out of the house. He'd already been on Saturday Night Live, but this was his first proper national television debut, as in stand-up, here you're in the spotlight, sink or swim, make it or break it sort of thing. This was 1984. I watched that and I thought, wow, I smacked it out of the park. And then I discovered that he was 19 years old when he did that. And I was like, well, I have to watch this again. Let's watch this again. Keeping in mind that this guy's 19 years old. Holy shit. Holy crap. He came across as 30. In maturity and, and level of interest. And there's very few guys like that. But that's why Eddie Murphy was a big star. He was a big star. That's why. Uh, and if Eddie Murphy wasn't a big star and he walked into a room, he would still get the girls without using game. Well, he would be using game, but it would be natural. He wouldn't have had to study it as such. I think the manosphere more and more over the last couple of years has gone towards an emphasis on pickup techniques and how to get the girls um, as opposed to improving yourself as an individual for your own sake and not to get the girls. Um, and uh, that, that's what my 28 traits of the modern man are for. They're, they're not to get the girls. If you happen to get the girls as a side effect of the 28 traits of the modern man, hallelujah. Great. And that's what will probably happen. Because you'll be a more interesting man. But if your whole thing is just to get the girls and that's all you focus on, you, you're just like... Uh, He's just a one-trick pony, aren't you? You got nothing. Nothing at all. And it's not going to work out for you. Myself, myself with the girls, I'm, uh, I'm stepping right back. Right back. Going into full monk mode. Don't want to know. Like, 
since the breakup with the ex-wife, I haven't seen anyone, but that was just more of a uh, self-preservation routine and instinct. And uh, I'm just about through that now, but... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, some, yeah, it's, I, I did um, a lessons from my divorce post this week. It's got a lot of comments. Uh, I think 50 odd comments, something like that, which is a lot for my blog. And um, well, that's a hard one lessons that I wrote up there. Uh, I didn't mention, I think one of the first comment comments was someone said you should have bought, spoken about lawyers and my response to that was, as regards to divorce and marriage, you need to be talking to a lawyer before you get married. If you're talking to a lawyer when she's walked out on you, then it's a little bit too late. And that's when you need to talk to a lawyer. So I kind of took the whole lawyer as an ipso facto, you should have done that from the beginning. Did I do that from the beginning? No. Did I follow any of the stuff in my lessons from a divorce? Some of it. Some of it I did instinctively instinctively uh, other stuff I really wish I'd done and I didn't I'm not going to tell you which like I said I'm keeping all the personal details personal on this one and hey maybe you guys are all bored shitless of my stupid fucking divorce maybe you've all had a gutful no but a gutful talk about something else already yeah um um, what do you want me to talk about? You know, I'm talking about um, Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, we talk about him. Um, no, we won't talk about Jeffrey Epstein. Um, Aaron Clary, uh, I listened to a bit of his podcast because he came back at me about letting his uh, other half dress him. Uh, and the best uh, retort he could do was that it saves him time mm. he doesn't have to worry about which color pullover to buy because uh, his girlfriend's doing that for him and he can spend his time on other things um, this is despite the fact that Aaron Clary has been complaining recently of being bored uh, may I suggest that perhaps choosing your own clothes would alleviate some of that boredom. Not only that, and I'm going to be deadly serious here. This is not. This is not like a little bit of a. It's it's a, it's a little bit of a fun with Aaron because he's giving me shit about my driving. Um, but I'm going to be deadly serious here. If you're letting your girlfriend pick your clothes for you, then you've got a problem of frame. You might not think you have a problem with frame, but you only find out you have a problem with frame when it's too late. Now, Aaron, you gave out some advice to a young man in a, in a video you did, I think it was yesterday, about getting a haircut because he looked like a pedophile, apparently. He had the pedophile coma. Um... And I'm big, at the, big on that. I spend, I get my hair cut every four weeks. I spend 35 euros getting my hair cut. Because if you get a five euro haircut, you know what it looks like? It looks like a five euro haircut. 
That's what it looks like. So, Aaron, you give advice out to guys uh, about their appearance, and yet you're subcontracting your own appearance to your girlfriend, which means that you're losing frame. Uh, it's, it's dangerous, man. It's really dangerous. Trust me. I've, I know. Found that out the hard way uh, late last year. Found that one out the hard way. Your, your appearance, your presentation to those around you is a, uh, has a huge effect. It's why one of my traits of the modern man is the modern man buys the best clothes that he can afford. Let's, let's have a look at that, shall we? Let's have a look at that. Where it is. Seventeenth trait. Uh, a man is a member of a tribe. You may believe that it does not matter how you dress, but it does. You may think that people should not, not judge by appearances, but they do. You might well consider yourself to be special and above the hierarchies of social status, but you are not. Too many men today think that stepping out of the house dressed as if they'd just rolled out of bed is acceptable. You can get away with it. Nobody is going to say anything to you, but you will have created unnecessary hurdles for yourself. Dressing well communicates respect both for yourself and for those around you. It signifies that you are prepared to make an effort. And if you make an effort while the majority of men do not, then you are already out in front of the pack. Just as a modern man shaves every day, he also makes a sartorial effort appropriate to the circumstances. So, this is really, really important. I go a bit, I then, how to get, how to, how to buy clothes, how to construct a wardrobe. Um, And it's only it's only uh, it's only it's only short. I mean, there are books written on this stuff. You can go out and buy books on it. Maybe you should. The more effort you put into something, the better you are. Look, here's here's for me. A really well dressed man is a man who dresses really well but doesn't stand out. He's not ostentatious. Like I see a guy, you, you can, I saw a guy walking down, it was an older chap, he was probably in his late 50s, early 60s, walking down Melbourne once, wearing, they look like 19th century Prussian cavalry boots, knee-high boots, and the whole get-up to go with it. He looked spectacular, but I don't think he was dressing well. Dressing well is an understatement. You look good for the circumstances. I'll give, you an, I'll give you an example. Smart casual. Smart casual is probably one of the hardest things to do to dress well. And get smart casual down pat. Like if you were going to go to a Sunday brunch at the Hamptons. That's smart casual. Can you get smart casual down? That's hard. Your appearance is really important, be it hair, be it do you shave, be it the clothes you wear, the cologne that you use, the uh, deodorant that you use. 
You need to be wearing fresh underwear every day, people. I saw a, I saw an article this week. Some guys wear one set of underwear all week. Guys, guys, guys. You And then they say, I can't get to girls. You think a girl is going to go near your junk if you've been wearing the same underwear for a week? Or something like 18% of men or something. That's one in five guys. It's just like, guys, that, that, they're not going to go down there. They're not going to go near you. And they're not going to want that inner. There we go. They're saying like, oh, you know, 20% of men get uh, 80% of the girls. Well, I can knock off 20%, the other 20% right there who, uh, who don't change their underwear for fucking seven days. Bang. Now, your personal appearance is really important. But your personal appearance is also really important in the sense of your frame. In the sense of what it says about you, in the sense of your personality, in the sense of are you interesting, in the sense of are you not boring. You can't relax on relationships. You can't relax on relationships. It's just, you've always got to be a couple of steps in front. And smart-ass comments um, on a long-term relationship aren't a couple of steps in front. I'm not saying that's what Aaron does, but I'm saying that a lot of people think, oh, if I'm just going to keep her on her toes, that's what I need to do. Well, she has to think that there's a chance, there's a danger that you're going to get the attention of another girl and that you might like that attention. That keeps her on her toes. If you let your girlfriend dress you, she's going to dress you in a way that you're not going to get the attention of other girls. Now, you might not care about that because you've got your long-term girlfriend, but then she's going to be... She's going to go in that, it's into the old hyper game. Is this the best that I can do thing? Yeah. So... Um, on the whole buying your own clothes and selecting what you wear. Yeah. You don't let your girlfriend do it. Now, can you accept clothes from your girlfriend or wife as a gift? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely you can. Right? My wife would used to come come home on occasion, I saw this really nice pullover. Oh yeah. Other times she'd come home, I got this for you, and I'd be looking at going. I'm never going to wear that, ever. You may as well go take that one back. It's not happening. Not wearing that one. I don't really like that. No, you look really good. No. No. No, I don't do that. I remember the ex-wife bought me a purple polo shirt. It's an expensive polo shirt too. But I hated the cut. I hated the colour. She got it for Christmas. I opened it up, I looked at it, and I just looked at her, and I just raised an eyebrow, and she looked at me and went, you're never going to wear that, are you? I'm like, no. No, no. Pig, pig chance in hell am I going to wear this fucking shirt. I never did. Never. And then we broke up, and she gave me my stuff. I went through all my clothes, I threw it away. Expensive polo shirt, too. But she'd bought it on holiday and then bought it back, so there was no way she could exchange it or anything like that. Aaron, dude, you've got to you gotta buy your own clothes, man. You gotta buy your own fucking clothes. I can't I can't emphasize that enough. This is this is not a this is not a a back and forth kind of uh, giving each other shit. Yeah, 
fucking tell. I tell uh, Adam he gives me. Uh, I give him shit about his driving. He gives me shit about my girl. Nah, nah, nah dude, nah. This is this is not a place that you want to be. You don't want to be in a place where you're losing your frame like that. Don't get too comfortable. Take it back. And you could you could dress sharper, Aaron. You could dress sharper. You definitely could. You could dress a lot sharper than what you are. So, um, uh, I always try and walk out of the house, you know, is my presence in public going to make people's day better in an aesthetic sense or worse? Is it going to make their day more pleasant or less so? That's, if everyone did that, gee, it would be nice walking outside, wouldn't it? Airplane travel. People go to travel on airplanes now and they're bloody dressed like they just got out of bed. Well, I'm going to sleep on the airplane, so I may as well dress like that too. Fuck me dead. Jesus Christ. It's just... No. No. There's a... There's a commercial that's just been aired in Australia about... Uh, it's something about women's menstruation or something. And it's like someone sent it to me and it's, I got through and they didn't give me a fucking warning. And I got 10 seconds and I was like, oh no, oh no, oh no, 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 no. I don't know what they're selling, tampons or something, but it was like a real tampon commercial. Oh, well, periods are natural. We should be able to show them. Why can't we show them? You know what? Modesty. Modesty. Decorum. Pooing is natural. Hey, I tell you what. Then, ne- oh, oh, we're gonna. Oh, this is the. We're, we're, this is the Adam Acme uh, toilet roll company. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're thinking about our latest uh, advertising campaign. So, um, yeah, um, what we're thinking is we'll have like a guy sitting on a toilet, but the toilet's entirely made of, of, of it's clear, it's got glass or, you know, clear plastic or something like that. You can see through it, yeah? So, and we'll zoom in and we'll see him actually having a shit, because pooing's natural, right? Uh, and then he'll reach, and you'll see him actually take the toilet paper and wipe his ass while he's still sitting on the toilet. Uh, and then we'll go that our toilet paper is the most natural. Oh, it'd be great because they did it with the period, uh, with the with the tampon commercial thing, right? Right? Because it's natural, right? Fucking hell! I just want to make. I remember the whole the left, the whole thing about the left has been to make our society ugly in every way, shape, or so or way. Make it ugly on the outside make it ugly on the inside so things like modesty and decorum and grace beauty whether it be in architecture or art or music or television commercials for tampons all of this stuff it's all been an active all-out war on 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 beauty and the reason that they did an active war out on this because it's important. If if the if the society in which you live is ugly, you'll you'll act in an ugly way. If you're surrounded by ugliness, you'll live an ugly life. If you're surrounded by beauty, you'll you'll tend to live a beautiful life. So dress well. 
dress well. It doesn't mean you have to be ostentatious. It's the opposite of that. Understated. Classy. Classy. Makes a difference, guys. Uh, Shout-outs. Well, I've been speaking about Aaron Clary, Captain Capitalism, the one and only captaincapitalism.blogspot.com, whatever your country is in the world. Uh, he and I have been having a bit of a back and forth over the last few weeks on this sort of stuff. Maybe maybe he and I will have to do a podcast together and we can really nut this out. We can really get down and nut this one out. But hopefully I'll give him stuff to think about. But go check out his site. Check out his books um, and uh, his Asshole Consulting and his podcast as well. He's got two podcasts, his regular podcast and his older brother podcast. He used to have a clean podcast, I think. One he didn't swear and one he did. I think that's fallen by the wayside, I think. He just swears all the time. Um, if you like this podcast, subscribe. Subscribe to my blog. Uh, I'm experimenting with the blog with a layout a bit. I'm changing the comments and stuff like that. Um, I'm trying to get some stuff... If anyone knows on WordPress, if anyone knows, because when my blog got changed over, uh, before the blog got changed over on the old setup, you could see how many comments had been made on a post without opening a post. Now that doesn't show, and I can't, for the life of me, I can't for the life of me figure out how to do that and tech guys away. Uh, and not responding because he's on holiday. If anyone knows how to make that visible, please let me know. Because uh, comments draw in comments, and it gets more people viewing, and it you know it's good for them. Um, check out my books, Pushing Rubber Downhill, Run Guts Book Homes. Um, thanks for listening, um, and. Um, Tune in next week, where uh, hopefully I'll be in a better mood. Um, but anyway, I think this has been all right. Stop me complaining. Ciao.